Hello. I know you. There we are. I know you. There's all this. What would Tyler prefer that I have a virtual background? Probably not. Ask what? Nothing. <laughs> are you nervous? I get nervous over stuff. Yeah. I do. This is our, um, even like meetings at, at office meetings and stuff. Besides the Prince Singer I- interview, this is quite possibly the biggest interview. <laughs> yeah. Truth. <laughs> this so I fired someone um, uh, a couple months ago, right? Remember, mm-hmm. this thing told me right before I did it. This thing told me that um, my not blood, my heart rate went up to like one thirty-five. Resting heart rate, dude. Well, it wasn't resting. It wasn't resting. <laughs> you got all this anxiety. Going. I don't like it. Yeah, I just. So it's, like it's a bummer. It's a bummer. But, but th- this is the thing, and this is the reality. Then they're like, okay, or like, whatever their reaction is. I mean, he even gave me a hug. Their reaction usually is nothing like what you it's expect. Nothing. It's like, this is this is what I was wrestling with. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. Cool. You put yourself in their shoes, and you're like, God, I'd be so pissed and sad and whatever. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you have to let them go, then they did it to themselves. And you know? to be honest... I don't know of a job where I was hired where it's kind of nice to get fired. <laughs> you get the day off. I mean, it's like you get the day off, you get the week off. It's an excuse. Yeah. To get a, a little bit of time. The partying days, then it was like, hey, it's time to party, right? I got right. A week off. Welcome to the Insurance Dudes, a podcast for insurance agency owners helping us to think of different ways to optimize our business and our lives. This week on the Insurance Dudes Podcast, we conclude the Tyler Jack Harris three-part series with a talk about social media strategy and the future of the insurance industry. Stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. You're very methodical. Um, so what is your what is your social media strategy look like on a day? Social media strategy, we certainly have things that happen on a daily, weekly basis. But I mean, I post everything, you know, I've got a team now I've got, you know, a videographer that travels with me, a video editor that creates like one of my Instagram stories. If you go to my Instagram stories, like one of them is like super professional. The others are just like me on the fly. She creates that. She creates the road to legacy vlog, uh, which I absolutely love. It's the coolest thing about this whole documenting process is she's able to create this vlog with footage from the last two years. Like there'll be a video from me yesterday. And then next clip is me two years ago. Next clip is me from a month ago. All talking about the exact same topic, uh, which is incredible for me to be able to watch, hopefully for other people to watch as well. Um, and then some other video content, a lot of the previews and stuff for the, the podcast. And then I've got a, a graphic designer that really his main function is project manager. So he's overseeing all this stuff. Um, but I write all the copy. You know, I post you know, when I want to post it, I schedule it when I want to schedule it. I really don't schedule that much stuff. I really do it a lot on the fly. I've got access to it in a folder because, you know, I just never know. Like I, I don't, I don't, and it's not like, I don't really think it's a trust issue because I trust my team completely, but I do a lot of things off of feel. And like a second ago, like the reason I was late was because I just got done recording a podcast with this guy and um, just something happened and it really hit me. I felt like I needed to, to put a message out. And so not super professional. I just recorded myself on my phone real quick talking about this conversation and posted it right before I jumped on this podcast. Um, 
you know, so things like that, that like just hit me and I'm like, oh man, I need to, I need to write that. I need to record that and put it out. Um, you know, some of the stuff is super scheduled, regimented, like sales Wolves podcast comes out on sales Wolves Wednesday, cheesy as that is, comes out every Wednesday. Um, you know, road to legacy comes out five days a week, usually at like 8 PM. Um, but everything else, man, it's really on the fly. Uh, it's really just kind of whatever I'm feeling that day, that week, that month. Um, but the big thing for me is the consistency of knowing that there's going to be at least three posts a day, no matter what, uh, over 5,000 pieces of content in 26 months, uh, that we've put out and, and it's just, there's nothing, there's no trick to it, hack to it, secret to it. It's just, takes forever. Like sometimes someone will be like, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I'm trying to put this freaking post out. It's like, <laughs> and like, I'm trying to edit this one little thing on it. Cause I'll still create a lot of this stuff myself just using apps. Yeah. It takes, it takes a long time. Like for, you know, like right before we got on here, like I made that video, but then I put in this little video Rama app and you know, made some adjustments and I wrote out the copy and then I posted it to Instagram. Then I natively posted it to Facebook. Then I posted it to LinkedIn <laughs> and I went back and added the hashtags into the comments and I tagged the people. Then I added it to my stories from my, from my feed. Like that's, you know, 11 minutes that, that took me to do that um, just to post it, you know, yeah. unless, to create it for 20 minutes before then. Um, but it's just, you know, I, I love it. Like I enjoy it. I enjoy that process. It's really enabled me to kind of scratch this creative itch that, I, that I've always had. And uh, so I enjoy that part. And that for me is like my fulfillment in life. Like I love what I do because that has become a majority of what I do um, on a daily basis. And the thing that I love doing, I get to do and, and my business partners support it uh, even when they don't understand it which means the world to me and will be ROI positive for them in the future. I assure you. Um, but like there were times in the beginning, my business partners were always very, very, very good, especially Joseph, the CEO of our, of our company. He was very, very smart in knowing most people like me that come into sales, but have this entrepreneurial spirit. They're going to get bored they're going to have things that they're going to want to pursue. He's always done a very, very good job of allowing me to do things to an extent um, that it never felt like I was being told, no, you can't. It was always like supported, even when it didn't make sense. So like this social media stuff for the first year made no sense to anyone. Like, why is he spending all this time money? I mean, we'll, we spent a lot of money on ads, a team of people, um, and I'm so grateful that, that they've allowed me to do that. But also on the flip side, I know that the return long-term and what it's going to do for our business and what it's going to do for our lives is, is going to be incredible. Um, but they've been very, very good um, with me on that. Um, what it's resulted in short-term is it's how we recruit all of our agents, uh, people that follow my content. And then we run a couple ads every now and then on uh the opportunity to come work with us. And that's literally the only place we've hired people for the last year and a half. Uh, we get that's like, cool. we get like 10 to 30 applications a day for people that want to come work with us. Uh, and now we've got an incredible process to refine that down to making sure we bring on the right people. Um, and so, that, but that was a completely unintended 
um, uh, outcome. Like never, never thought that that would be something that would happen. Um, it was very fortunate for me that it did because it, you know, certainly helps, <laughs> helps me justify all the time I'm spending uh, on it. That goes you know, directly towards future revenue and in, into the business. Was that the turning point for your, uh, your, your partners? It's like, holy crap. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the only, yeah. It's the only way that I'm still doing what I'm doing. at the oh, level. Filling your, yeah. filling that candidate pipeline is, I mean, that's huge. huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, it's even more powerful because a lot of these people, you know, if they've been watching my content, especially last year, the year before, um, they see the hard work that goes in and they see the rewards. So they come in like, you know, our agents that start now versus our agents that started four years ago, like they're expecting to make 300 grand their first year. And they're, they've, you know, watched how grueling it is to get there, uh, which is, you know, very, very unique um, for them to get uh, an inside look at something into, you know, an opportunity that pops up that they didn't even, you know, realize uh, was available to them. They're like, Oh crap. Like this last recruiting ad that we just ran, I just created uh, was probably the first time I've really said like, Hey guys, like this, this is literally the career, like my whole story from zero to 300 to 450. Like this is the, the exact job it's available in these territories. And if you're interested, great. Um, and it's been pretty powerful. That's awesome. Yeah. But the social media stuff, like it's, it's, uh, it's evolving. It's a lot of fun. It's challenging. It's frustrating at times, but it's, it's where everything's headed. And I just believe that over the next three or four years that we have this land grab and that people will never, ever, ever, ever be able to catch up after that. Uh, that yeah. you can create this momentum to where the people that finally get it, uh, like, cause nobody got it. Like it wasn't just my business partners. My wife didn't get it. My parents didn't get it. All of my friends didn't get it. They made fun of me um, for the longest time and probably still do. But, <laughs> but there's been some incredible moments here, you know, recently where people have finally, you know, understood now that they're seeing some of this stuff, you know, come to fruition and some of the, the impact that's, that's being seen now. Uh, they're like, man, I, I had no idea what you were doing this whole time, but man, it's pretty cool. And uh, that's been pretty special for me. Um, but I just know, you know, for me to make the biggest impact in my life, I have to document and share, you know, my gifts and, and uh, I take it, I take it really seriously. Yeah. That's what um, I was really stoked to see you doing this because coming from an insurance side, there's nobody that's really doing it on the insurance side. Um, and what, what's cool is, uh, well, I would almost say that most insurance, most people in insurance are kind of crushing it. They get lazy um, mm -hmm. to do something like this is going, putting in a ton of effort on something that's non-monetary right now. Um, and it's just, it's needed, especially for, for newer people that are getting involved in insurance. And it's such an old industry. When I took over this office, there was file cabinets and files everywhere. <laughs> not, yeah. I mean, it's not a sexy business, you know? Especially oh yeah. And those people are all about to retire and die and quit. Like, like th there's a giant gap <laughs> coming in insurance agents in the U S like who's going to fill all these 
offices? Who's going to fill all these, um, you know, seats. And, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's certainly unique. The thing I love about it is because, you know, I don't really, I don't really market or target insurance specific stuff at all, but I love that it gives me this ability to, to have a platform to speak on about personal branding in general, because the number one excuse people always get is, well, what if I, what if what I do isn't that interesting? I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. Cause I sell freaking life insurance. There's nothing <laughs> less interesting. Like, there's nothing less interesting than, than what I actually do for a living, but I don't talk about what I actually do for a living. I talk about the, the, you know, universal skills and, and lessons and pillars that, you know, ultimately create success. And, um, and the reality is, you know, you can do interesting stuff outside of the one third of your life you spend working, you know, like, if you want to be more interesting, then probably you should do more interesting stuff. And, and it's really in a weird way kind of forced me to do more interesting stuff. Like there's been times where I've been doing stuff, like, especially when I had the daily vlog last year, like out in the desert of in Vegas, like, you know, riding these ATVs. And I just like looked around for a second. I'm like, I would not be doing this. hundred percent would not be doing this if not for, we just wanted to create some cool content. Cause I was going out to this, festival, uh, this conference I was speaking at in Utah, the idea of like, well, how about we fly in that morning and then fly into Vegas, go ride ATVs and then drive from Vegas to Utah, then go to the conference. Like that would have not made any sense. It would have never popped into my brain until content creation came about. But the next thing you know, I'm freaking as happy as can be screaming, you know, flying around this ATV. I'm like, this is work, you know, today. And so it's, it's forced me to do more interesting things, uh, to be more interesting. So that's been a, you know, certainly a good, um, you know, consequence of all this, all this stuff, but, but yeah, you're right. There's really nobody in the insurance space. I don't, I don't really think doing it. I love what Ed Milet's doing. Um, I love his message, but there's something very different about someone that's worth $480 million coming on the scene. Of course he's going to blow up. Like, yeah, he's top 1550 net worth in the, country like if he didn't come on board and dump a ton of ad spend and blow up then it's impossible it's a statistical impossibility that he wouldn't now his intent is incredible like he's got such good content um and all that he's doing he doesn't really ever talk about insurance maybe because he's with wfg and that's kind of a soft (laughs) subject for him i guess you know the fact that it's mlm uh, and the taste that a lot of people have in their mouth about that, but he didn't ever talk about insurance. He's an insurance guy through and through. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's probably that it's that people don't think that when the world would like, who am I, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to get on here and talk about, you know, you know, this policy I just sold, you know, my neighbor, you know, there's nothing people want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I know we've taken up so much of your time. I, I want to oh, thank dude. you so much, man. It's, yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, this is, uh, it's always fun, man. And, and it's always, I'm big on gratitude. And anytime I can tell my story, it reminds me of, you know, that story. Cause that's what I love about it is cause you know, it was just four and a half years ago. Um, like that's, that is a small window of time for my life to have changed like this. And it's, 
I love telling my story because it keeps me grounded in remembering what it was like and uh, it keeps me empathetic and compassionate for others that are there right now. And it's just like this constant reminder of just being grateful for what you have, for what you've gone through and uh, wanting to help others be able to realize like whether they're in it or headed towards it or coming out of it that, you know, if you go out and you just put a crazy amount of work into anything, you know, you can succeed you can live an extraordinary life. And, uh, and I think that that gets lost in a lot of, uh, social media, um, the actual yeah. aspect of the effort that goes into it. And, uh, and I think that, you know, the only way to change that is by people going out there and spreading the truth. So. Yeah. I love that too. Uh, the, it's been in such a short period of time and Craig and I have similar stories as to yours where we kind of hit rock bottoms, alcohol yeah. and stuff like that. And it's, yeah. uh, I love, I love the comeback story. It's just, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I certainly love it. I don't want to experience it again, <laughs> but I'm not ignorant to the fact that I probably will like at some point, like it is what it is. But um, it was frustrating the other day when the, when the whole thing about Kylie Jenner came out being a billionaire and all that, it's so funny, like seeing how people react to other people's success. Like that's one of my big things is, you always need somebody in your life that you can brag to and that just cheers you on. Like I've got a few people in my life that, you know, I can call and be like, dude, you're not going to believe how many policies I sold today. This is how much the commission was. And that are genuinely like excited on the other end. Like, Holy crap. That's incredible. Like you need people like that in your life. Yeah. And I just get, I just get so, um, you know, tired of people that somehow, it's just this lack mentality of thinking that because somebody else was successful and did something that somehow that, you know, eliminates an opportunity for you. But all these people talking about Kylie Jenner and I saw this one guy he posted something in the comments was like, yeah, well, I'll be impressed when she loses it all and then rises <laughs> and then rises back up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you're telling me that this girl just became the youngest billionaire, but the only way that, Jeff in wherever Arkansas you live in is going to be, is going to be impressed by that is she's going to have to lose everything and come back for you to then give her a little bit, a little bit of respect for what she's done. I'm like, that's just, that's just, it's crazy. But I mean, it is the stories that you love to hear. Um, I mean, I certainly would have, you know, rather not have experienced it, but man, I'm so grateful for it. Um, Yeah. Well, sometimes we need to, I mean, that's, why that's what pushes oh, yeah. us. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, every, every single thing is necessary. Like my divorce, my wife having an affair, my business failing, my struggle with alcohol, like every single little thing was 100% necessary because I'm the husband that I am now because of it. I'm the father that I am. I'm the business person that I am. Um, so, you know, even when things happen, like the other day I had a, terrible situation happened the other day uh, for me and as frustrated and as mad as I was, I literally in that moment, because of what I've gone through, was able to sit back and say it, this makes no sense to me right now, but there is 100% a reason for this happening today. And I'm going to realize it in hindsight. And I just have to understand that, like, accept that as truth. Like this was not supposed to happen today man, I don't know why. And it's super frustrating, but there is a reason why, and it'll make sense one day and just move on. Um, so it's, that's a, uh, that's a, 
a quality that only comes from going through experiences and having that hindsight. And um, hopefully, hopefully by documenting that type stuff, you can give somebody else that intuition or give somebody else that quality to be able to hang on even when they haven't gone through it. And that's what I really want to do. Like I want to find people that are about to go through something and get a hold of them so that they have a little bit of perspective when they're in it. And the people that are in the middle of a storm to be able to reach them and say like, look, I know this doesn't make any sense to you right now, but I promise you that there'll be a point in your life where you look back on this and you're so grateful you went through it and that there's a blessing on the other side of it, but you have to become the person that can receive it. And this is your process of becoming that person. And I know you're going to say, screw you. And that sucks. But like, I, it's just truth. Like I just, I know it. And it may not be a month from now, maybe 10 years from now, but uh, just trying to reach people that are going through stuff because you know, it's life, life is difficult and uh, any little hope that you can give somebody. And um, to me is it's, it's a responsibility. Totally. Yeah. It is. Everyone's going to get knocked down a whole bunch. So it's, we need those people to help, help us. Oh yeah. Everybody needs help. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys and I appreciate what you guys are doing. And, um, we need more people like us out there. That's for sure. Especially in this industry, shake things up and yeah, make, make things a little bit more fun. Well, Hey Tyler, we really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. You are a really good dude and you are always welcome (laughs) on this. (laughs) Thank you. uh, I'd be happy to come back on anytime. I love, I mean, this is what I love. I love talking about this stuff and, and um, you know, I just think of the one person that may listen to this that lives in Alaska, you know, that, that could hear something that could make a, make a little bit of a switch in their head that all of a sudden 10 years later changes someone's life. And, and uh, it's like, who am I not to, you know, take hold yeah. of every, every opportunity like that. So what a day and age that we live in. Like I know the I best know. time I always tell people, this is the best time to be alive right now. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting here talking about insurance and all this stuff. Like I just did a podcast with a dude that has the largest dance channel on YouTube, but he's the coolest <laughs> guy. He's got 10. That's he's awesome. got, he has over 2 billion with a B views on YouTube. 10 million subscribers on YouTube, 3.4 million followers on Instagram, 2.3 million followers on Facebook. And he dances. But his his story is so awesome. His story is so cool. It was so inspiring. And um, yeah, just like I find, it's very surreal when I have these conversations. Like that's, I've just discovered that's the way I learn. I don't read. I hate reading. Oddly enough, yeah, I, I love having books. I love buying books, but I hate reading, which makes no sense. But it's because <laughs> I, list- I end up listening to them all. But like every year, my New Year's resolution, all these goals, I'm going to read a book, a book a week, a book a month. And I just, <laughs> my brain, I just don't comprehend. I just don't read well. My ADD, I just can't focus. Um, but what I've realized, audio is helpful. Video, I'm very, very visual. But I learn more through conversation. And through experience. And so that's why I created my podcast was to be able to have that conversation with that dancer from LA, you know, an hour ago and to be able to learn from his story and learn from the things that he's gathered along the way. And that stuff for some reason just like sticks in me and I can bring it back. I can bring it back up on demand. Like, like I would never be able to do in a book. 
Um, and so, you know, once you realize those, those things about yourself, you know, you act upon them and crazy, crazy, crazy things start happening, especially with social media. It's crazy. So on the, on a, on the last note, what has been the craziest thing that's happened to you that you're like, wow, I did not expect that. Um, I don't know. I mean, last week was insane for me. I went out to LA. I did 11 podcast interviews in 11 of the most random conversations that were all so incredibly impactful. Like a guy that's been in Hollywood for 30 years, whose best friend is Jamie Foxx and Denzel Washington. Jamie's like the godfather of his daughter. And he's got an incredible, you know, history and and just life that he's lived. Um, A painter that is just this unbelievable artist that has the coolest story ever. Um, entrepreneurs, a guy that was in the NBA for 11 years and now owns and runs an esports team. That's just killing it in, uh, in the esports arena, which I knew nothing about that just blew my mind. And, um, you know, the most impactful, probably the most impactful conversation I've ever had in my entire life. Um, there's a pastor by the name of Erwin McManus, uh, he's the pastor of a church called Mosaic Church. And this guy, he's 60 years old. He's got more swag than any human being on this planet. Um, he was probably wearing $6,000 worth of clothes. Um, <laughs> but it was like a camo jacket and like these very hard to find shoes. And like he was a fashion entrepreneur. He's been a filmmaker, storyteller. He's got like nine books. He's traveled, you know, 40 different countries and is just like every word that comes out of his mouth is just like the most wise, just incredible, eloquent thing you've ever heard. Um, I've watched every one of his sermons, read his books and to be able to like sit down with him for half an hour because of a random DM that he responded like five minutes later, doesn't follow me. So I know it went to the other side and how he responded <laughs> I had no idea. But the fact that I was able to sit there and talk to him for 30 minutes as though we had been friends forever um, that was definitely a really surreal moment for me because he is someone that I look at as like untouchable. Um, That's awesome. And to be able to like just genuinely connect uh, with and just joke around with. And it was, uh, it was powerful. So, I mean, there's so many circumstances like that, but the fact that like my best friends now are people that I've randomly met through Instagram that we, you know, DM'd, then a conversation, then, you know, met up at a conference. And then now we talk like weekly, you know, or daily. So, um, so social media, everyone wants to tell you that it's making us disconnected. We've never been more connected than, you know, we've never been more connected. It's just, it's a tool like anything else. You can use it the right way or the wrong way. So, yep. That's it. Yep. That's what I tell everybody. It's a tool. You oh, can yeah. use it for positive or negative, just like anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I enjoyed Thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Y'all have a good Thank rest. You. Hey, do y'all know um, Jay Atkins, by the way? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. He's a good dude. Really, yeah. really good dude. Yeah. Um, I met him in Miami and spent some time with him uh, over at his office one time. I just remembered he was in that Allstate space. Yep. Um, he's yeah. A, he's a good dude. Sharp guy. His, his wife is crazy on social media crazy when i was yeah. with him when i was with him the other day his wife got paid like 70 grand to do like a 30 second video holding a sprite can 
<laughs> no way. Like legitimately got paid like 70 grand to hold a Sprite can for 30 seconds uh, on Instagram. Like she well, just wait. The insurance dudes will be <laughs> yeah. a Sprite can. <laughs> yeah. Holding a pack of pens or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Y'all have a good night, man. Thank you. Thank you. Your Insurance Dudes podcast is sponsored by Agency Vault, an industry leader in agency coaching, hiring and retaining top talent, and sales training with the seven-step trusted advisor sales framework. Are you up for the challenge? For $99, you'll get 28 days of access and an opportunity to join our private platinum coaching group. For more information, navigate to www.agencyvault.com. Hey, thanks for checking out the insurance dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.